Hey everyone, this is Russell Brunson. Welcome back to the Marketing Secret Show. I hope that uh, our last episode, you enjoyed episode number one of four with my interview with Mark Joyner. And um, I've, it's fun having a chance to re-listen to it and re-watch it and just uh, had so much fun that night. It was such a, a cool experience. And so, um, you know, with that said, I'm not going to do too much more other than set up uh, the second part of this interview with Mark. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. If you are enjoying this series, please, 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 um, take a screenshot of this on your phone, wherever you listen to your podcast and post it on Facebook or Instagram and tag me in it. Do hashtag marketing secrets, tag me and, and please give me your, your comments, your feedback, your ideas, your ahas. I'd love to hear them. And with that said, I'm going to keep the theme song. When we come back, you listen to, um, part two of my interview with Mark Joyner. So the big question is this, how are entrepreneurs like us who didn't cheat and take on venture capital? We're spending money from our own pockets. How do we market in a way that lets us get our products and our services and the things that we believe in out to the world and yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Russell Brunson, and welcome to Marketing Secrets. All right, what would be the third most significant strategic move? Oh, there's a couple different directions I could go on this one. Um, can I give two halves? Please. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So one half is um, is when we launched ClickFunnels, it wasn't just that we were going to build a software company. Um, in fact, it was probably a month or two before we, we came out with ClickFunnels. I went with, uh, I don't know if you know David Fry, but David's uh, one of oh, my yeah. mentors. And, uh, his, yeah, his I love David. Actually, his wife's actually my second aunt. So we, anyway. Oh, wow. When he was dating his his, uh, his now wife, I was like a little snot-nosed kid running around at my grandma's house. And anyway, so... Oh, he's my buddy. I love David. He's my buddy. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's amazing. And we were at this network marketing convention. And I remember we were there and the company was a software company. We're sitting there with like 5,000 people in the room and all the people are coming on stage and they're crying and all this stuff. And I'm just kind of confused. Like, this doesn't make any sense. And I remember he leaned over to me after like two days of watching this. He said, you see what they're doing? I'm like, no, I have no idea what's happening. I'm so confused. <laughs> He's like, they're not selling software. So they built a community. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that's, that's the thing. They, they have this community, they have a culture. And so when we started building ClickFunnels, it was that, it was like that mindset, like how do we build a culture? So it's not just like a, a software. It's like, I want to build something where people feel part of it. Like it's not Russell's company. If it's Russell's company, they're going to, they'll go to whoever's the cheapest, whoever's got the new feature. If it's, but if it's their company, if it's their culture, that shifts everything. And so we started this whole thing from, from day one of like, we're funnel hackers. This is our movement. This is what we believe in. This is what we, you know, and, and two weeks ago, we had our funnel hacking live. We had 4,500 people in a room and people were going crazy. We got people with like click funnels tattooed on their arms, like people wearing custom <laughs> funnels on. And like, and our, we had people come on stage crying and like, I'm looking out and I'm like, I'm like five, five, six years ago, I, David Fry pointed out to me and like that became a big piece of it. So I think it was, it was not just having this as a software product, but how we make this as a movement where it's, where it's, it's bigger than that. So that's like, that was one big strategic thing that I think a lot of people miss. Um, and then the second one is, um, you know, I think, again, it comes back to like us as marketers, um, we get so excited about the next thing, like what's the next offer we're going to create and the thing like that. And I remember after the, the first year, ClickFunnels grew to a certain point. And then me, I'm like, I need to, I want to create something new. Even though like the market didn't necessarily need something new, but like I wanted to do something else. And, and, um, and so what we, what I started doing is I realized like this is, this funnel is kind of in the middle of my value ladder, right? The, the webinar funnel and tons of people had seen it. It was starting to fatigue a little bit. And you know, that point, like we've done over $10 million in sales. That's when we launched the second funnel to bring people in click funnels. That's when basically I wrote the dot-com secrets book and that became a book funnel. 
And people come in, they buy the book, they go through the book funnel, and then at the end of the book funnel, we just send them up into the, the webinar. Um, and you was, can see that funnel right there, by the way, the links up there for that. Oh, you, very guys, cool. you guys should check that out, by the way. That's another very, very interesting thing. You guys need to funnel hack yeah. what the, the guy who teaches funnel hacking does, because this dude has mastered this stuff. And that, that funnel is sick. It is sick. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so I'll tell you a story that kind of shows why, why this is so powerful about uh, a year and a half, two years into ClickFunnels we started getting all the calls, right? This is when the, the VCs and all the people like start noticing you and they're like, Hey, we want to be part of your journey. Like, and I just like, I have no desire to do any of that. And then uh, one time some guys like, like we're in Boise today. Can we meet with you? I'm like, okay, like, sure. Let's go to lunch. And it turns out they, they were in San Francisco. They jumped in a plane, a private plane flew in and then like drove drops. Like, Hey, and like, where are you guys staying? Like, well, we just flew in. I'm like, when? Like, just right. Like it was a whole thing that tricked me thinking like they were right there. So I went to lunch with these guys and, um, and they started asking me like, you know, all the, the VC questions, like, well, how much does it cost to acquire, acquire a ClickFunnels customer? And I was like, well, if we drive ads to the homepage, it's like, I can't remember the time, $150 to acquire a customer. And the guy starts getting all excited and he's like, okay, so if we were to give you like $40 million in funding, he was doing the math, like how many customers that would equal and all sorts of stuff. And he's getting all excited. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, we actually turned those ads off. And he's like, what? Why would you do that? Like, that's a great, you know, cost to acquire a customer in the, in the Bay or whatever. And. And I'm like, because like I'm I'm bootstrapping this thing. Like, I'm paying for this these customers out of my pocket. If I'm paying $150 for a trial, like, I, I I'm gonna be broke in like a week and a half. And so I said, but instead, what we did is we created these 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 book funnels where someone comes in, they buy a book. And I said, on average, we spend about $20 in Facebook ads to sell a book. But then there's the funnel, right? They we upsell the audio book, and there's a course, and there's a couple of different products in the funnel. And so we spend $20 to to sell a book, but we make $40 in the book funnel. So I net $20 cash in my pocket. And then I tell those people, after you read this book, you understand the strategy of funnels. Here's how you actually, like, now you need to use ClickFunnels. But so technically, all of our customers actually pay us $20 before we introduce them to ClickFunnels. And this is the other uh, book funnel, by the way, guys, if you guys want to awesome. check that out. Yeah. So, I mean, and both of these are pretty sick because the first one was dotcom secrets and then expert secrets. And but then anyway, the traffic secrets is coming out in like uh, a month. So that's the third one. And, anyway. and I'm going to be at that event. Can I say that? Can I say it? Yes, Can I say do. it? So yeah. Oh, Russell is holding this awesome live event. He's got, he, he invited uh, a small group of speakers. Only 200 people are going to be there in the audience. And he's, but he's going to be broadcasting this live all over the world. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be one of the speakers. I was very flattered and grateful that Russell invited me to be part of this. This is going to be sick. Russell is going to spread this thing all over the place. It's going to be madness. Um, I, everything that Russell has put on uh, since, I, I mean, it, I, I, well, it, over the last few years, everything you've done has just been nuts, but it's been getting better and better and better. I'm, I'm so excited to see what you do with this one because I'm like, I have a feeling this one is going to be, this is going to kind of eclipse any of the past campaigns you've ever done. I get, a, I, get, I get a little feeling in my gut. <laughs> That's, I'm so excited for it. It's like, as I'm writing the book, all I can think about is how we're going to sell the book. Like, this is going to be so much fun. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, dude, that's, all, that's awesome. That's awesome. So fun. But what's crazy right. was I, I'm sitting there at that lunch with the VC, and I'm telling this stuff, and, and I, he doesn't understand it the first time. that I explained three or four times, and finally I remember he said something really profound. He said, if what you're telling me is true, this will change business forever. And I was like, that's the whole thing. Like, any other company that's grown, like a software company has grown to the size we have, all of them have taken on money. Like, I, I can't find any that didn't. 
maybe that's maybe right. a couple, but for the most part, they all took on money to 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 do to grow. And I was like, instead of bringing on cash to to grow, like you just use a funnel and it, it finances itself the whole way. And so I think that was a big strategic thing. Is like we create these, like we 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 drink our own Kool Aid. Like I, I I literally today was working my funnel team on our next funnel, our next campaign to bring more customers in for free that we can then bring into ClickFunnels. You know, so I think that's another big piece is just understanding like you can grow a company without taking on cash. It's just understanding this funnel game where your customers finance the growth. And I think that's the best way to, to do it. So anyway. Well, I got to tell you what, uh, you know, for me personally, uh, you know, my experience in the VC world and in the, you know, the acquisition world and all of that, um, you know, back in the early days of online marketing before, you know, you were still in college, but a lot before the first dot-com bubble burst, um, I mean, I'll just give you guys one example of one of the ugly things I saw. One of the, I mean, every company that I've ever started was bootstrapped, but we had some of the same things. We had people coming in trying to acquire stuff. You know, I started the second pay-per-click search engine. This was while Google was still in college. I started the, the second pay-per-click search engine. Um, well, I, I want to be very careful about how I phrase this here. Let's just say around that same time, there was a, a group of people who attempted to acquire one of my companies and through some shady you know, reverse merger, back-end, crazy deal. These guys basically bamboozled us out of everything. And it turned out that a lot of the guys who were involved in that ended up going to jail for stock fraud later. And that kind of thing, by the way, people don't understand, this is common. So, I mean, so not only, you know, are the VC guys who are like the legit VC guys, those guys are sharks too, but there's a layer underneath those guys who are like straight criminal sharks as well. So, I mean, you have to be extremely careful when you're swimming in that world. And this is why, for me, I don't want to accept outside funding for every for anything. I want to bootstrap everything. I want to surround myself around people who are as motivated as I am so that I can grow it on, you know, by pulling our own selves up by our own bootstraps. And then we're going to own everything. We're going to get all the profit. And we don't have to worry about some VC jerk off telling us, how to run the business when they don't really understand, you know? So you know cool. Uh, I just bought bootstrap.com and my next book is going to be called bootstrap.com. So anyway, I love I it. Like five times. I'm like, I'm so excited right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, okay. So after the, the trilogy, you're starting a whole new thing. Yeah. And this Man. is going to be, cause the trilogy's all been like how to books. This one's not going to be how to book. This is going to be like the story of like, and what's crazy. Um, you know, ClickFunnels was built remote, like all of our teams remote. So almost every conversation has been has happened on Boxer. So every recording yeah. of every important conversation, ClickFunnels. So I'm getting them all like download and transcribed right now. So it's going to be like this is actually what Russell said. In fact, you could like listen to like the conversations. Anyway, um, I'm I'm excited. That's going to be my next project starting in about a year from now. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, let me. So man, I'm I'm gonna have to skip a couple of these. All right, so. Here's one that's I'm, I'm feeling good, so we can keep going. Don't worry. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you're always super energetic, man. I tell you, every time I talk to Russell, I get more energized. I mean, I'm generally a pretty energetic guy, but I just vibe because Russell's got this just amazing, he effervesces, he effervesces <laughs> energy. All right. So, so what would you say are the three biggest barriers or bottlenecks for growth in businesses right now? In my my specific business or just businesses as a whole? Well, either one. You you, you pick either one. Um, uh, interesting. So three biggest bottlenecks for growth. Um, I think what 
this may be a little early, but um, I think one of the, the biggest things people are going to see right now, we've been in this amazing season where um, advertising has been easy. Like when, when I first got started online, like grateful for you, because I don't know how you guys even figured it out back in the day. Like, like we were building lists and there was no Facebook. There was like, Google wasn't really there the way, like, you know, and it's like, I was lucky was to hear like your, your audios on viral marketing. And like, we were building these viral sites to acquire customers and email addresses. And like, I remember sitting, listing the farewell package and you talking about all the crazy stuff you guys would do to build lists. So it got my mind thinking like that, but yeah, we no, had to get super creative. We had to get super creative. Oh yeah. No one thinks of that anymore. So what happened is like Facebook came out. It's easy. Everyone's like in business and, and it's been like that for the last decade. It's so like business has been so, so simple. Um, and, and I don't think it's going to last that much longer. Um, I think either, either some government regulation is going to happen or, or they're just going to do what Google did where they start shifting away from smaller brands and just, you know, kind of elbow us out and, and go after bigger companies. And, and I think that, um, in fact, that's a big reason why I wrote the traffic secrets book. Like if, if when you guys, hopefully you guys all have a chance to read it when it comes out, but it's very much not tactical. Like here's how to run a Facebook ad. Like it, like I don't show the Facebook editor once. Like, I, like it's very much like a strategic book. Like how do you start thinking differently? Because when Zuckerberg comes and we always joke, it was probably because I was writing the book right when um, Avengers Endgame came out and Thanos, we just the Thanos snap and like half the world like, you know, d- disappears. We always talk yeah. about Zuckerberg. Like Zuck, we, we nicknamed it off as Zanos. I'm like, Zanos is going <laughs> to snap his finger and half the entrepreneur's businesses will disappear. And we're seeing, I had, I've had probably five or six people that are friends in the last week alone who's got Facebook ads shut down. And I don't like... It's, it's just, it's, it's going to be coming. And so like, I think the biggest thing is that people have had it really good and really easy because they've just been like, I, I, I'd run Facebook ads or I run Google ads or, you know, they're just doing the, the basics that are simple. It's going to get harder. And so I think it's time for all of us to start mar- like start resharping our marketing mind. Like in the traffic secrets book, I have a whole chapter on the integration marketing. I'm like, I learned this from my mentor, Mark Joyner. Like you guys, you start learning this stuff. And like, you know, just all these different things that, that people haven't had to, to learn. I think that's, you know, I, I'm definitely looking at it and I'm, again, I, 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 I'm, I keep giving you so much credit because so much of my mindset initially was, was based on your teachings, but like, you know, I, we, we spend so much effort right now focusing on list building. Cause I know that it's going to get harder to build a list. Like right now, yeah. um, we average about, um, from clickfunnels.com site, we get about 1500 leads, like opt-ins a day. And from my other funnels, we get about three, three to 4,000 opt-ins a day. So we get almost 5,000 people a day opting in. And that's our focal point. Cause I'm like, I'm going to keep building these lists like crazy. Cause someday, these other things might disappear or get harder or more expensive. And, and I'm going to have these lists and I, and I'll be able to weather the storm where a lot of people are not going to be able to, because they're not focusing on list building and building relationships with those lists. They're just out there buying Facebook ads because it's easy. And I think that's the, one of the biggest things that, that I'm fearful for. I mean, myself, I'm like doubling down. I think other people need to as well. I want to interject really quick here about something. Cause it's, it's funny you bring this up because this is something I've been talking about a lot. So I've been doing a lot more public speaking lately and one of the things that I've been talking about is exactly this. And I want to show everybody a little bit of an interesting phenomenon. And Russell, I think you'll appreciate this. So if you guys remember Chris Anderson writing the book about the long tail, right? And if you look at the, if this is the rank of, or the, or sorry, the, the, uh, the unit numbers sold of any particular, like if, let's say you imagine you take Amazon's entire marketplace, right? This is the number of units sold and this is the rank, Right. So the number one selling book is going to outsell the number two selling book by an order of magnitude at least, right? So it's like the inverse of an exponential growth curve. So Chris Anderson's whole theory about the long tail, 
was that because automation is making everything so easy, was that, yeah, you know, traditionally people used to focus all their energy in here because this is where all the money was. But now because of all, you know, the improvements we have in supply chain technology and deliveries, there's so much money in the long tail of the graph. And if you can have an inventory of billions and billions and billions of units, that represents enormous economic potential. But here's what happened. The exact opposite of what Chris Anderson predicted is the reality of what happened. See, Facebook, YouTube, all of these platforms, they built themselves on our backs, okay? We were the ones that created all of the content so that these guys could be so big, and now we're the eyeballs. But guess who they care about now? If you, if you take this out and you, put, and you take the same graph and you speak in terms of ad spending, they only care about this portion of the graph. Why? The, yet, while this represents a lot of economic potential, it also represents an enormous pain in the ass <laughs> for the company that has to manage they it. Customers. <laughs> and they hate the customers. And this is why when you're on Facebook and we're on YouTube now, your ads are getting shut down algorithmically or they're getting shut down by some you know, low-level employee that doesn't really understand what's going on and they don't give you any explanation. And I've had and, – and Russell, you probably heard so many stories like this. People wake up in the morning and then they have this business. It's going great guns. And they're like, you know, they're saying to their, to, you know, to their wives, this is it. We've made it. You know, and then the next day they wake up. And then because something happened algorithmically in Facebook, they, they completely get shut down that, you know, their, their lives are basically shattered as a result of that. So unless you're here in terms of ad spend, you don't get their attention. They're not going to explain to you why they shut you down. And this is why we started this thing called Integration Marketing Society. So you, you know, talked about integration marketing. So we're building Integration Marketing Society so people can band together and, you know, buttress ourselves against the threat of this, right? That's what that whole thing is all about. So I want to have another conversation with you about that another time because I think that there's a lot of potential synergy there. I'm glad you're seeing that same thing. So um, what would you say is, is the uh, number, number two and three bottlenecks now then? Um, let's see. So definitely traffic's the biggest one. I think, and I don't know how, like historically how this all, this all works, but it's like, um, you know, in advertising, advertising is all about like the pattern interrupt, right? Like we're yep. seeing stuff happening and then like the thing that catches our attention, like it, it interrupts, right? And it used to be back, you know, when we first got started, like you'd figure out a pattern interrupt and that thing would last for for months or years before people kind of cut on and figured it out. And now it's tough because like we come out with a new pattern interrupt. We post on Instagram and within like 15 minutes, there's 800 other people doing the exact same post. They just, they see it it work for us. It must work for me. Right. And they start doing it. And it's like, it's interesting because it's so easy now to clone and to copy and things like that. And, um, and so I think for people who are truly trying to like to grow companies and like, and serve at a different level and like be creatives, like being creative is harder. And I think that, um, it, it takes, I don't know, I don't know what, what it, exactly how to, how to phrase it right, but it's like, I, I think that, um, the Me Too stuff's gonna get worse and worse because some people copying, right? Like, yeah, so like, we're gonna get better at the creation and better at, at creating, better at like figuring out how to break the pattern and break the pattern and, and, and stay in front of it all the time because, um, it just, it's, it's crazy how fast things get knocked off now. <laughs> like, it, like, the, we, we have an ad or we have a campaign or something that's working and, and it's it's crazy. In fact, I had this this conversation with Dean Graciosi, who's become a dear friend. 
and Dean ran infomercials for a year. He said that he would record a show an infomercial and it would, the, the lifespan was like 18 months. Every 18 months he had to record a new show. Then he came on the internet and he's like, he's like, uh, I started doing the, my, my ads and I would launch them on, you know, on Facebook or Instagram. And he's like, they'd be killing it for a day and a half, two days and it's gone. And he's like, what? And like, they couldn't figure it out. And he basically came back and said, testing much stuff. He said, the biggest thing he figured out is like, he has to create tons of creative. And I said, well, how much? Like one ad a week, two ads a week. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, I carry my phone everywhere I go. Like two to three ads a day minimum. Like, he's walking around like with his book, like here's an ad here. And he walks to his daughter's soccer game. He's doing an ad there. And then he's like in the elevators, you're ad there. And like just tons and tons and tons and tons of creative. And like figure out how to like break the pattern, how to like, how to grab people's attention. And so it's like, those people aren't willing to like, if you don't love your thing enough to like, I got to create a lot more creative. It's going to be, it's going to be hard because people just mm. keep knocking you off. You know what I mean? And so, um, I think that's a big part for us. You know, we used to spend so much time, I don't, I don't know, like slow, like being slower on creating ads and stuff. And now it's like, it's more like, how do we stay in, in front of that curve and get excited where, where the art isn't in like creating the next product or the next campaign or the next funnel. The, the art becomes like, what's a new way I can sell the thing I already have. And it's, it's that big shift. Um, in fact, in, in our company, I, I kind of like building funnels. I'm a little obsessed with it. And so for yeah. a long time, for four or five years, you know, the way we kept growing is I create a new funnel and create a new funnel. And like, and, and it, the tough thing is it takes, I don't know, it's just, it's just hard to keep doing that. Cause then every time you create a new funnel, you create the new ads and you, it's, it's just, it's a lot more work and effort. Um, whereas now it's like, we, we shifted our focus to like less funnels, but more creative for every funnel. And it's, it's just a different mindset shift. And so I don't know if that's not super clear the way it came out, but it's one of the big problems I'm seeing that, that, that we're having is ad fatigue. It burns out super fast. If you're not in front of just like creation, always trying to figure out different ways to break the pattern, you're going to get left behind really, really quickly. Cause the copycats, there's so many of now that even if you are copying the good pattern, like <laughs> the diminishing return hits so fast, you know? Well, the problem is, is people also don't know how to copy, right? For me, there's like three levels of copying, you know, one is straight out plagiarism, right? And then the next one is, is people take your surface stuff and they change a few words and then they pop that up, right? You know, which to me is, is, is just as dumb and is just as shady, right? Because first of all, changing a couple words doesn't make sense when you're dealing with a completely different product, right? You know, there are even a lot of copywritens. Yeah, so many different things are, 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 are different, right? I mean, this is where you really got to get into to the real understanding of, you know, when you're, when you're funnel hacking something or you're, or you're modeling something, what you have to understand is the psychological structure behind it. And this is what Breakthrough Advertising, the classic Eugene Schwartz book that everybody should be reading. I mean, I had to read that probably about five times before it finally sunk in. Holy crap. I, you know, I, I didn't really understand it at first. I was like, oh, okay, it's interesting. But then when it finally clicked, and his whole idea, I mean, it's basically you know, based on the notion that you've got to analyze you know, how to connect your product with the market forces that already exist. And every product in every market is going to have a different way of connecting that. And you can't copy that from someone. The only way to get that correctly to have a real big legitimate breakthrough in the business is through the process of analysis, right? And this, that's the core idea of, I mean, there's so many different uh, nuggets of, of wisdom from breakthrough advertising, but that's the core thing that people had better get good at because I'll tell you what, if they don't, here's what, it's, here's what's going to happen. It's going to become like the quants in the trading game, right? You know, the quants are like, Hey, let's see who can shave a quarter of a millisecond off, you know, the trading time on the stock market. Right. Well, if the marketing world becomes like that, 
Um, I, I mean, good luck to you unless you're the guy with the best quants. The only other way to, to compete then is to train your creative mind to come up with creative answers. And as you remember from the farewell package, there are so many ways to do that. You know, there are so many out of the box ways. You know, don't you don't have to do things the same way everyone else is doing, but everybody's getting lazy now because they see the quick way to, to, to get it done. But I think what's going to happen to those people is going to happen. It, it's going to be what happened to the people early on in the early internet era. You know, when the guys got like the big quick SEO money, because remember I was telling you, Hey man, don't, don't do the ad set. Don't go, don't go too far down that AdSense rabbit hole, build your list. Right. Well, remember all those guys who were killing it with AdSense, And then we're, then we're boom, you know, Thanos snapped his fingers and then all their money was gone. Right. That's going to happen to everybody who doesn't build their creative muscle. 100%. Hey, everybody, this is Russell again. And really quick, I wanted to invite you to join um, arguably the best thing that we've ever put out inside the ClickFunnels community. And it is a challenge we call the One Funnel Away Challenge. You know, everyone in their business, in their life, they're one funnel away from something. Some of you guys are one funnel away from quitting your job. Some of you guys are one funnel away from getting more impact. Some of you guys are a funnel away from growing your company to the next level. Um, and so we created this challenge to help you to create and launch your first or your next funnel. No matter where you are in your business, um, this challenge is gonna help you. It's gonna help you understand the strategy, help you understand the tactics, help you understand all the things you need to be successful with your funnel. So uh, what I recommend you do right now is stop everything, pause this audio, go uh, online and go to onefunnelaway.com. That's onefunnelaway.com and join the next challenge. There's a challenge starting in the next few days, so go get started right now, onefunnelaway.com.